Hey everybody, it's episode 292 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. I am Chris, with me is Walnut. I looked up to see if the date and the episode number was changed, and then I realized I didn't do the outline, so it was. <laughs> yep, yep. We are, we are practicing social distancing, I believe it's called. Yes, and, that's um, the word. We are socially distant from each other in, in our own individual houses over the internet. Um, so... Not that it was any like actual like critical issues. Um, Drew's not going to be here this week. Um, him and Sarah were having some internet related issues with like work from home stuff. Um, so they're kind of they're trying to get that stuff worked out this evening so that yeah. they can both continue to work from home. Yeah, um, that's that's it, crazy that they're having issues, but hopefully they can get it set up so they both can keep working. Yeah, exactly. Um, it seemed like it was a little bit of a shit show for them. So yeah, um, I can imagine. But you know. I guess it is what it is, as yeah. long as it's as long as it's working. We'll keep um, on keeping on, and if he gets available at some point, he might jump in. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. He said probably not. Just that they they think they got it working. They're going to test some stuff. Um, but by the time that's done, it'll probably be fairly late. So yes, he should be back next week, though. Excuse me, as we're probably still going to be in this. It's social distancing until probably mid to late April at the earliest. So. Yeah, because we base we basically need fr- from so. We talked about before. We're in New Jersey. We're in the Philadelphia metropolitan area of New Jersey, and uh, basically anyone near a city that got shut down for businesses basically has to stay home for at least two weeks before they know if they even have any of the symptoms. Yeah. Um, and then probably a week after that, just to make sure that they're not carrying it. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I think it's uh a few days after your your uh, temperature breaks is when you're no longer contagious, but that might just be the flu. It might not necessarily be corona. Who knows? Yeah, we're, I not, thought, we're not doctors, so we don't know. I thought that one of those things going around about um, how to tell the difference was that the coronavirus does not have a fever. Um, It does. Early on, it does. They've okay. seen signs. Like, uh, in China, at least, they were checking the temperature. People's temperature would rise. Don't know if that would necessarily indicate a fever, but the temperature was higher than normal body temperature. Um, in like eighty percent of the cases, um, it doesn't strictly mean you do have it, but most cases, temperature is increased a little bit. Okay, yeah, that that's fair. Um, but you know, there's some other stuff to talk about this week, um, other than viruses and social distance. Um, Animal Crossing came out this week. Uh, Animal Crossing, I love you so much. I mean, hey, part so. Just so everyone knows our setup right now, like I said, we're, we are working at home. Yes. Um, we're recording over Zencaster, but we're using Hangouts so that we can actually see one another. Partly so that I can make sure Richie isn't playing Animal <laughs> Crossing. Uh, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I considered trying to at least log on and do my initial daily activities and then just stay logged on so people could visit my island while we were recording this. Yeah. So, I mean, full disclosure, my Switch is right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine's right there. I can easily go grab it. It's um, not far. I, I have, while on phone calls for work over the last couple of days, kicked out the kickstand and just kind of run around and shook trees while like... So I had a lady the other day, very nice lady, one of our Boston clients. Um, She has never worked from home. She did not have a laptop. They gave her like an old spare laptop lying. This poor woman didn't even know how to connect it to the internet. Oh, no. Like, I and I didn't know that she wasn't connected to the internet when I called her. I'm just like, all right, well, go to this website. And she clicked on it. She says, and she reads off like, you know, no network connection was the error. I'm like, are you connected to the internet? She's like, I don't know how to tell that. Oh, man. And then like, like 
I like she tried, and I like she sounded like she was probably like a little older, like maybe like fifty. Yeah. Um. She uh. She was clicking on. She has Xfinity for her internet, so she kept trying to sign into the Xfinity wireless hotspot that like is on everyone's Xfinity router. Yeah. Like the one that like anyone with a Comcast account can use. Yeah. But but she couldn't figure out what to sign into it as because it kept asking for a username and password. Oh man. And all of her personal devices just automatically connect to wireless for her. Yeah. That, so, oh, that poor lady. Yeah. Luckily, her daughter came home after like 15 <laughs> minutes and like helped her get connected. Oh, that's And so I was sweet. able to help her. But yeah, this poor lady. Um, But like doing stuff like that, like there's nothing I can do on my computer to help them. So I'm just running around shaking trees. and Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of the game. Like I, I make it a point to daily go and chop chop all the wood that I can. But it's like, you can easily, like, this is a game I can definitely sit down, watch a show that I want to watch, pay attention to the show, and just shake trees. Yeah, exactly. It's really nice. It's so calming. Uh, my sister's fiance absolutely hates it. Um, that sounds that sounds about right for Kwame. It's only because there's no guns. No, that's not why he hates it. Uh, and I think he's joking about it when he does this, but it's because I play on the TV. And I have sound, and I have my sound bar, which is really good. And it, even only up to, like, three, like, the three lights, it's apparently really loud, and they can hear it perfectly upstairs. And all they hear is, as they're talking, and he gets <laughs> so mad about it. It's all right. Every time he plays Call of Duty, you can hear him yelling at everybody they're playing Call of Duty with. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think both of us have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I'm actually I'm actually gonna turn it on real quick. I don't know it I'm not turning on the game, I'm just turning on my switch. I don't know if it has been out long enough yet to have the um time played showing up. Uh and I don't no. know. I don't know what the threshold is for that. For like first played X amount of days ago versus how many hours you have played in the game. Yeah. Cause like it shows that like I first played it five days ago. Where are you? There you are. Um. Yeah, yours also just says first played five days ago. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's after a week it starts showing you like how long you've played for. I mean, I could easily guesstimate at least twenty four hours. I've put at least a day into this so far in the five days it's been here. Yeah, that's. I don't. I probably probably close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it's it's just been one of those since Friday. So everyone else kind of got a, an earlier start on Friday than Erica and I did. Um. Neither of us really got to start playing until like seven or eight o'clock that night just yeah i mean i didn't get to start until like five ish i i had to work and i didn't get home from work but i think actually some people were able to get started thursday night so it depends where you were at um and i think if honestly if you pre-purchased it pre-purchased it digitally and set and let it download and then set your clocks ahead you may have actually been able to i don't know because um, I know that works in game to change. Yeah, I I know a few people that have changed their clocks just because like day one on Friday you really could only play for like upwards of an hour and a half to two hours. Before... I know you could play longer. You just had to go to sleep so that Tom Nook would come and wake you up and tell you how long it's really. Um, well, well yeah. no, you could go to sleep. He he tells you to go to sleep. You go into your house and go to sleep. But after that, because you didn't do like none of the stuff to for everything was. Uh, locked down to a day day time frame, so you could give the fifteen uh, uh, specimens to Tom. Oh Nook, yeah, 
But after that, there's nothing you can do. You can't get the pole to jump water until the next day. That's true, yeah, you, between the pole. But so you could run around and just keep getting resources and selling them or yeah. getting resources and leaving them in your tent. I mean, the thing you could you, you could go around and you could do a lot of fishing, um, bug catching or shells. But like, for instance, trees, you can only get wood from them once a day. Yeah. Um, even uh, stones, you can only get like minerals from them once a day. But you could also buy those nook tickets. You could if you were lucky enough to get a good set of like tasks to complete. Oh, yeah, man. I've I, I, I have. Did, sorry, go ahead. I didn't know that to plant a fruit tree, I needed to plant the fruit. I oh. thought I thought I just had like I went to an island, took a fruit tree from that island, got back to my island and it said plant and I planted it and did not get the points. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? I never thought about that, about actually just taking tree like fully bl- grown trees from islands yeah. and then replanting them. That's because um, I have just been grabbing the fruit and then replanting the fruit. Like I, I was questioning how Vogel was able to get all his stamps for all the fruit in in one day because I got three coconut trees, planted them on the beach, but I never got a stamp for having planted a coconut tree. Yeah, like I did the same thing. I had all the fruits on Saturday because I like again, like we played for like well, I played for like two and a half, three yeah, hours yeah. on Friday. So like I did all the opening stuff, but I didn't really do yeah. stuff until Saturday. That, that's the same with me. I was able to do all the opening things on Friday, like do the fifteen specimen, have everything done to where the next day. I'd be able to deal with blathers and get the pole and everything. And Saturday was like my first real big day playing. But the part that frustrated me the most after that was that once you donate, or no, it was five things to Tom Nook, 15 things to blathers. And then it was a whole nother day. And and then, yeah, I gave him the 15 specimens in the morning on Saturday. I didn't get my museum until Monday morning. Right. Yeah, because... Yeah, so I I was similar. I gave the things to Tom Nook on Saturday. Blathers was there on Sunday, gave him all of the specimens, and then didn't have the museum open until Tuesday. Yeah. Because it's like, he gets all the specimens on Sunday, the museum technically goes under construction on Monday, and then the following day you actually have the museum. Yeah. So I had to, I actually, so I had Blathers ready to go before I had the shop ready to go. Yeah. But my shop was open before my museum was. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I had um I had Blathers and the bridge ready to go at the same time. I was a little off from that. Um like when when the museum opened for me, I had two ceremonies to go to, the museum and the bridge opening. Nice. I may actually I my museum may have opened the same day as the bridge now that I think about it. I may have the day the bridge I'm sorry, the day the museum was under construction, I think was also the day that I laid my bridge. So yeah, yeah. we probably the same thing. Yeah. Um but so remind me, this is your first Animal Crossing ever, right? This is my first Animal Crossing since GameCube. Okay, so you so did play the original. It has it has taken leaps and bounds beyond the original. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and did, I love it. Have have you planted a money tree yet? I did not know you could plant money trees until I saw Vogel post something about it on Facebook. Yeah, so I mean I know it was like that in New Leaf. I don't remember if you could do that in the GameCube one. But yeah, so the way that ends up working is if you find the little golden spot on your island that day, which it should reappear every day. Yeah, I've seen it every day. Yeah. Dig up the, the money there. Leave the hole open. Take 10,000, up to 10,000 confirmed of your own bells. Make them an, a single item. Like if you 
if you're in your inventory and pick your bells, you can add bells to just like an item. That's how you would like drop bells if like you wanted to give them away or something. Yeah. And then bury that batch of 10,000 bells. And in three days, the tree will grow and have three bags of 10,000 bells on it. So you'll have 30,000 bells from your 10,000 bells. Oh, man. Um, I So IGN ha- had like an article up about it today. I was reading and they could they didn't have it confirmed, but they've had had reports of people going as high as like 35 to 40,000 like bags of bells. Yeah. And then getting like, you know, three 35,000 bags of bells out of it. Okay. They they had not been able to replicate that at the time of the article, um, because it takes three days to even do it. Yeah. Um, but it's possible that at a certain point you you will get your money back, but you may not get triple your money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But but it's still it's an it's a relatively easy way to get at least thirty thousand. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely when I jump on today, uh, I'm definitely gonna look for that spot and get at least thirty thousand in three days. Yeah, yeah, and especially with, are, are you up to the um the third payment for the house yet? The three hundred and forty eight thousand. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking crook. God Dude, damn, Tom Nook. Tom, that's always been Tom Nook, man. I know, I know, and like um, you see it in his face when you're talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, you want a bigger house?" And like he rubs his hands, and he like he smiles. Like they don't have a lot of emotion on these characters, but you see a snickering, smirking smile from Tom Goddamn Nook. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, if I remember correctly, so when you first get to the island, you have a tent. And that tent is forty nine thousand bells, no, or five thousand nook miles. Yes, the, like I don't know if you can pay in bells, but like I paid in nook miles. Yeah, I, I, I think you can pay. Actually, no, you probably can't pay in bells because you pay in bells through the a the the ATM machine thing, and yeah, the option to pay your loan is not there for um, for that first one. Yeah, but yeah that's so, true. But so the tent is technically forty nine thousand bells. Your first house is ninety eight thousand bells, which yeah. is just a single small room. Yeah. The next one, which is just a single larger room, is nine or one hundred and ninety eight thousand. And then the next one is the same size main room, but with a small second room in the back, is three hundred and forty nine thousand. Yeah. And then I think there are two after that. I want to say you get an upstairs and a basement. Um and. The final total, I believe I heard on um, GameSpot's podcast that it was over a million bells. It's insane. Like, it's not hard to make that money, though. Dude, how how much do you think a private, like, home on a tropical island is going to cost somebody? That shit ain't cheap. It shouldn't cost. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I understand it's not cheap. Also, but I'm, I'm also, building these things in a day. But also, I'm helping them. By giving them supplies to build their shop, I'm giving them supplies and furnishing new people's houses. I'm yeah, that, setting, that one was dumb. I'm setting up the fucking town myself. Why do I have to pay all this money when I'm doing all this goddamn work? Well, you're paying the contractor. They gotta fly contractors in to build this shit. Man, I wish I could just DIY my own house. I'm a DIY master. <laughs> at this point. So, I mean, so that gets us into into crafting. Um, yeah. The other games didn't have crafting like this. Um, they didn't really have crafting at all. No. Like, you got stuff. You bought different things from, like, the different vendors. Um, you'd find things from, like, balloons or from trees or what have you. Yeah. But, like, this game, like, you can craft basically everything. Which, back on the note of Tom Crook being a nook. Uh, or Tom Tom Nook being a crook. I, fi- I fixed it. 
You did. He increases his stock based on the items you craft and then sell. Yep. So you're setting up his stock for his shops, but yep. you're still paying him all this goddamn money that but, you're getting from him to build so, your house. So I don't buy things from the shop unless they are super interesting. Um, I only buy things with Nook Miles. Yeah, I the only things I really buy are the uh the KK um uh the pictures. KK slider stuff. Yeah, the KK pictures. I've um, I've bought every KK picture, and then occasionally, if there's like either a really cool um set of clothes or whatever, I will buy that as well. I like changing my character's clothes every day. Well, why aren't you just making your own clothes? I can't make clothes yet. Why not? I haven't gotten the clothes to the the, the recipes to make clothes. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. So, um, oh, you're talking about like custom shirts and stuff. Yeah, I'm not. You... I'm not good at that. Did you not see the link I posted in that in the Facebook chat? Um, probably not. I might have. So, so there's a website. It it only really works well on the computer. But um, I think it's acpattern.com if I remember correctly. Oh yeah yeah. Um, so you can use. So it's the same um creator thing that's in the game. Where like it's all pixely and you can like drag stuff around and d- pick different colors and do it like on your computer instead of on the switch. Yeah. Or you can actually upload pictures to it and it will pixelate them and format them the way that the game needs it, and then give you the QR codes to scan into the game with the mobile app. Oh, okay. So like I have so my character right now, I've got a flyers hat on that I actually did like by hand in the game. Like yeah. It's the black hat with the orange brim with like the flyers logo. Yeah, took me took me like twenty minutes because I I found like a pixel flyers logo and basically just like followed the pattern. Yeah. Um. But then my T-shirt is fucking Charizard. It's nice. a blue. It's a blue T-shirt. Well, it's like a white front T-shirt with like a blue back and sleeves, like a baseball tee kind of design. But it's got like this like pixelated like Charizard on it. And it looks really fucking cool. And I spent like two hours trying to make a Charizard by hand and i just couldn't do it like i couldn't find one that was the right size to fit on it and i'm not artistic enough to like modify it to fit yeah so i tried that website and scanned it and they have two different types of scans they have scans for the basic designer and they have scans for the pro designer that lets you do like hats and all the different types of clothes okay so i did it for the pro designer it gives you four different things to scan and you just use the Nintendo app after you like. Have you linked your Nintendo app to the game so that you have the Nook link yet? Um, I have not yet. So once you do that, you can chat with people in on your phone instead of with the shitty chat in the game. Yeah, which is super dumb and annoying, but it works. Yeah, but it it also lets you do the the barcode scanning the, or the QR code scanning for designs. Okay, I'll have to and look like, into that. Yeah, I've been seeing a ton of stuff on like Twitter and Facebook too of people doing really cool designs and then posting the QR codes for people. Yeah. So like it's just neat because if you see somebody did a cool design and they post the QR code, you can scan it and make it like a piece of art to hang in your house or like a piece of clothing if Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, right. like it's I'll, I'll have to look more into it. I'm just I like I said, I'm not a big like designing like big artsy person. So I'm, I'm, I'm... neither am I. I'm good at decorating. Wow, I can't talk to that. I'm good at decorating yards, but I'm not good at like drawing. Yeah, I haven't put a lot of time yet into like properly decorating my yard. Like I got fence and I put up a fence and I've put like some things here and there. Like I have like a nice bonfire with some logs next to it to sit on and a hay bed. Yeah, but I'm kind of waiting until my house is fully done and and I kind of have a little bit more just disposable money. 
to yeah. really like to really get in there and start like buying cool stuff and making stuff. I've uh, gotten into the issue of there's not enough room in my yard for what I want to do, but it's already set up so nicely with the flowers and everything that I don't want to expand. So yeah. I'm not sure what to do now because like I have just enough flowers for the space that I have. And I don't want to have to like find an island with those same kind of flowers to bring them back to add the extra space. And so I'm like, shit, I need more room. Well, get a different type of fence and fence off the garden section to be like its own little section of your yard and then just expand the rest of your yard out from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like, I don't know. The way my yard is set up, I would still have to like take out plants and move things around too much. Um, so it's it's probably not something I would end up. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to getting the terrain stuff and the ability to move things because I made a few just bad decisions. Like I, I mostly like where my house is, but I, I, I'm a little too close to the river on one side. Um, which wouldn't be a problem, but I wasn't thinking. And when one of my townspeople asked me where their house should go and they were looking at a spot near mine, I just said, yeah, go there. That's fine. And now they're just they're way too close and I want to move them. Yeah, I have um, uh, the Nook's uh, Nook's um, shop right behind my house, which I'm fine with. But if anybody comes to my island, they cannot go to the shop unless they have a, a vaulting pole because it's surrounded by water. And there's a small, like, island in the middle of my map that I want to put my house on and just be completely isolated from everybody. <laughs> but I can't because I wasn't able to get there when I first started. The game. Yeah, yeah, that's so. That's kind of why I put my stuff. Oh, wow. So apparently the so I, I'm just looking at the chat, um, the, the group chat we have. I don't know who that person is, but they just responded to your message from yesterday about the 398,000 for the three additional first floor rooms. So you get three rooms on the first floor, not just the one. It's 748,000 bells. Yeah, I kind of figured there was more than because you can get a stamp for getting five house additions, but that's only the middle stamp. There's then an additional two more stamps next to it. Okay, so yeah, it's probably, it's three rooms on the first floor, and then a downstairs and an upstairs. Yeah. Because, like, have you been to um to Harv's Island yet? Uh, I have been to Harv's Island. I, a- and his no, porn I ha- studio? I actually haven't been to Harv's Island. I've just seen his porn studio on Vogue. Yeah, no, it's, you don't want to go there. It's super creepy. Yeah. Um. So his island, so there is a character in the game, Harvey. He's a bit of a hippie. He, you might find him wandering on your island, and if you talk to him, he tells you to to come by his island sometime, and you just go ask the airport guy to take you to Harv's Island. Um, all his island is is his house. You can't get anywhere else. So like, you can see trees and stuff to like explore, but it's all blocked off by fencing. Yeah. Um, you go into his house, and the first room is a porn studio, and all the all the rest of them look like weird barren torture dungeons. Cobb. It's a casting couch, not a porn studio. No, it's a porn studio. It, it's a casting couch. Come on now. <laughs> they're models, and they're trying to get in the industry, okay? <laughs> Sp- spoken like somebody that, that knows. Um, but, yeah, it's it's super weird. But I, I'm, I'm assuming his house layout is probably similar to, to what, like, the final layout looks like, kind of. Not, the, not that it's that layout, but that sort yeah. of configuration. Yeah, because I I think he has like five different rooms. I think there's yeah, because there's one in the back. There's two on either side, and then there's a set of stairs right when you walk in the door that goes up and one that goes down. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably that's a lot of rooms. 
which is nice because like now you can have different rooms. Like you can actually set up a bathroom if you want, which I kind of want to do. Um, I have I have a washing machine, so I want to put that in my basement because that's where your your washer or dryer is. Yeah, like I because I just got the second room today. I took like all my like so my bed is in the bed is in the second room as a bedroom. I put like I have a wardrobe and a changing thing and yeah. a washer and stuff. I put all those in the bedroom. You know, if uh, you look at a vent like a mirror, you can change what your character looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I haven't. I had a mirror because I I built it thinking that one of the the three tenants needed it, and then okay. I realized they didn't, so I just sold it to somebody's island had it as a um, hot item, so I sold it. All right, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's they they added a lot to this game. They've so I don't know about you. I I'm not a huge fan of the breakable tools. I don't mind it because materials for the breakables are so common. So. My problem is you can't bulk craft. So I can't go, I want to make five acts. I have to make one act at a time. Yeah. But if and you just keep tapping A, they craft faster. That's true. But then, which, which kills a lot of time if you were to just let sit there and just let it go. Um, but it's like, I'm, I'm psycho, and I do not get rid of a single tree on my island. So it takes me a long damn time to get all the wood from my island every day. Oh, yeah, no, I, I've chopped down... Th- four trees two of them were mistakes um why was, why have, why have you mistakenly chopped down trees how have you mistakenly so i didn't know that the fully upgraded axe after okay. three swings chopped down trees okay that makes sense yeah um and so i chopped one down and it fell i'm just like okay i think that was three swings and it chopped it down let me go double check i picked another tree hit it three times it chopped down so then i, yeah. I figured out that was that um and then I wanted to take those tree stumps and move them so that they were on either side of my bonfire in my yard. But you can't move tree stumps. Not even if you eat a... Uh... Yeah, you just dig them up and they, they go away. Okay. So I then moved two trees to either side of the bonfire and then chopped them down so that the tree stumps would just be there. That works. Um, yeah. No, it, it did what I wanted it to and it looks cool. Yeah. Um, It was just one of those like, man, I didn't want to have to cut down the trees, but... You know, yeah. this this is how I had to do it. Yeah. Um, but the, so the, with the breakable tools too, like if I go to like an island, like some, either somebody else's island or to like one of the adventure island things, I don't, I try to bring nothing extra with me other than the tools. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but like I generally bring with me to that island what I'm going to that island for. So I'll always, I usually always have like the beginnings of a stack of each kind of wood and sticks, rocks, clay, and iron. Because I'm usually just going for rocks, clay, and iron because those are the hardest minerals to get. Oh yeah, see, I go and and I take everything. The yeah. only thing that I I basically get all the wood, all the flowers, all the weeds, all the stone stuff, and then any room I have left over, I use for um um fish and bugs and like that. Yeah, and fruit. I, I also get the fruit off the yeah. trees. Like I I go for the fruit for the weeds, minerals. I don't worry about wood because I just have so much goddamn wood. Like, yeah, I mean, I do too, but it's also very easy to just get go through wood. Yeah, because so many things need it, and uh, some of the crafting things use a lot of it. Yeah, true. Um, um not that I I don't have a sh- the only thing I'm short on is regular wood. I have tons of like the soft wood and hardwood because the regular wood is used a lot more than soft and hardwood. I I was having that same issue of running out of regular wood. Uh. But yeah, I I don't have an issue with the breakable tools, especially because 
if you go to those islands, you can requisition them to send you a tool. It's probably going to be the basic flimsy tool, but... It is. It's it's you... the flimsy tool. It You have to pay bells for... No, you pay miles for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then it you have to then upgrade it with whatever you got from the island. So hopefully you got stuff to upgrade. Yeah. Because, like, the flimsy axe is useless. It lasts 10 swings. Yeah. So, you know, if you're trying to, like, milk every stone on there, you're going to need, like, four flimsy axes. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that's not not a big but like you yeah. go to you go to one stone and if you get one iron you can upgrade it to the right to the iron axe. Oh yeah, no, I mean you're not and, wrong. Yeah, and the iron axe lasts forever. Like I've only had to make like two of them. Yeah, I I use the iron axe for all the rocks usually and then yeah. I use the stone axe for all the trees so that I don't yeah. chop the trees down. Yeah, and that's that's my problem. Like my only issue with like the breakable tools is that the for my island specifically I have so many damn trees that I have to go through about four uh, uh, stone axes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. That's about what it takes for me too. But I'm getting to the point where I just might carry around my DIY table with me, so that when I run out, just drop the table, make the new one, pick the table back up, and start hacking away again. Yeah, I mean, I have two DIY tables. I have one. I have the upgraded one in my house, so that I can just go into my house, pull all the items I need out craft if i need more items i can pull them out otherwise i can quickly just put everything back into my storage yeah and then i have one outside my house that if i just need to quickly craft something and i have the stuff yeah i can just run up to it real quick craft it and then go back to where i was and you see that's that's why i want a basement so i can have my diy table table in the basement because that's where your work stuff goes in the basement i just want i wish tom crook and i did that on purpose this time didn't tell me what I had to get next. I could tell him what I wanted next. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice if you could, like, pick and choose, like, after but, after the, the size upgrades. Yeah, after the could, final size upgrade, you should be able to pick, like, do you want a basement, a second floor, an extra room? Which one do you want? Or, so, I kind of get the, the progression where you add rooms to the first floor before you start going up and down. Yeah. Um, it would be nice if you could pick where to add the room on to. Like, I want yeah. it on the back, I want it on the side, I want it. You know, yeah, which I'm, true. I'm I'm curious to see what the the adding them to the sides do because I have stuff directly on either side of my house. I yeah, the, and that's why like I'm, I'm gonna need to extend the size of my yard because once the house gets bigger, like my house is right up on the water. I'm wondering what happens with the extended with the new backyard or the new back room. Um, I don't think it actually did anything because mine is right there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because mine is directly against the water. There was a little bit of a gap, but I filled that gap with fence. Yeah. And then right to the right of my house, I basically have an opening on every side of the fence. And yeah. in the back, I have an opening that is just big enough that I can pull across the water. Yeah. So that, like, that's what I have on why Nook's uh, uh, shop is right behind my house. I can just jump over the water, go to the shop, and jump back to my house. Yeah. Yeah, I've made the store a little far away, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. That, like the island is big, yeah. But it's it doesn't take long to get through. the The only sort of it's not a complaint. It's just more of a it it make it's not fun changing tools. So getting from like so if for me like I am generally running around my island. Sounds like I do the same thing as you do. Like I run around, I shake all my trees to make sure there's no bees in them, and then I run around and chop all the wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I should probably shake the trees first, but I just always go after the wood. And if the if the wasps come at me, I run and then open the menu to change to my um my net. 
because everything stops when your menu opens. So I tried that a few times, and they were still grabbing me. Uh, I might maybe I just wasn't getting enough distance before doing it. Are you opening the menu or are you opening the radio wheel? I open the menu. Yeah. Okay. Um, you might have not have ran far enough. Run up. Don't run left or right. Run up because so like, if if you run up and then open the wheel, select the uh the 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 net. He looks at the screen automatically and like shows that the net is up. And then basically, as soon as that closes. You hit A to, to swing the net, and nine times out of ten, you'll get the wasp. That makes sense. Yeah, normally my my idea is I run around like a given section, like mm-hmm. like because you know like like all the islands are broken up by by river basically. Yeah. So I do like a uh, like a section. I run around with my net out. I shake all the trees. You know, get any anything that falls out of them, whether it's a, a wasp nest, um, money, um, an item, a stick, whatever. Yeah. And then once I've sh- gotten all the trees in that section then i run around with my axe and chop all the wood and then i like go to the next section but it always just feels a little clunky when i have to like you know keep changing between tools to like go up a cliff to then change to the pole to jump over a river to then change back to the axe to chop the wood and it's not that it's bad it's just it's not it's not very smooth they could have streamlined it a bit a little bit better because there are unused buttons on the controller well not unused but like there are buttons on the controller that they could have assigned the radial wheel better so that when i'm running away i could hit the button and use my other stick to side to decide rather than hit the button and stop running entirely yeah to pick and it- the new like that's the thing that sucks is like i could like like run away hit the radial wheel button but it's like I have to take my thumb off the stick, the movement stick, the le- uh, the left stick to hit up to open the radio wheel. You can't move while the radio wheel is open because the left stick is what you use to actually pick your item. Yeah, so like they could have, because you're not using the right stick much. You use the right stick to move the camera when you're in the house or in in somewhere, but it's up and down really is all the right stick is for. Yeah, and I do wish that the the right stick actually let you move the camera a little bit more. Yeah, because there are plenty of times where like things are just obstructed and you can't get a good angle going up or down with it. Yeah, that like, being able to just move it to the left or right a little bit would be a huge benefit. I've missed fish because they were so close to the river bank, to the river uh, edge that I didn't realize they grabbed on to the bobby at the, at, at that time because my head was in. Yeah, yeah, I, I have gotten good at catching the fish on just feel. Yeah, I, I I got the noise. I can I know the noise. I don't have to look at the game to to do it. Like again, it's nine times out of ten I'll be able to catch a fish just by the noise. Yeah, um, I don't usually have the sound on because it's usually Erica and I both playing handheld while we're watching TV. Yeah, so I go by the the vibrate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, overall, I actually I really enjoy the game. There's just there's some of those just like quality of life things that are just like eh, I could do without the uh, the breakable tools or the lack of a camera. At least it connects to your Switch friends list. But it it does. I agree. That's great. It doesn't take into account your best friends on the Switch. I didn't you know s- I could do best friends on the Switch itself. Yeah, so you can mark people as a best friend okay. on the Switch. And, like, it would be cool if that actually tied into the game. Where, like, if somebody was your best friend on the Switch, they're automatically your best friend in the game. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't... Maybe it's just because you're all jerks, but I wouldn't want any... I don't... I'm not super comfortable with Shannon being my best friend right now. Oh, I'm telling her? <laughs> she already, I'm 90% joking. 
but it's like I like you could accidentally cut down a tree in my in my place or whatever. Like if you're best friends, I'm fine with like having to assign best friends in game. The only reason Shannon's best friend status is because it wouldn't let me drop two plants that I grabbed. She had to actually dig them up her. Yeah, I, I saw those messages going yeah. back and forth. And then at we were I was recording Brose when when I had just my game open. I was sitting there just watching the TV and I could see her running around on hills behind my house. And every time I'm like, how many dicks has she made in the dirt that I don't see right now? <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. What would be really funny is, is is if like she had handed off her switch to like one of the kids and the kids were just running around like digging holes and stuff like that. They they I know one one of their kids has their own switch. And so I um, actually asked I asked Rob this because him and Shannon both have like their own. Like she has the Animal Crossing one. I think he just has a regular one. Yeah. Um. But I asked him because I saw I saw him say that he that Aiden was playing, and then I saw Andy on one of their islands. Yeah. Um. And I asked him if the kids had individuals or if they were sharing, and he's like they're sharing. Because I was curious how the the sharing was going since it's like one island. Yeah. Um. And he said it hasn't been bad because Aiden does all of the actual like playing stuff like the progression and like he wants to do all that and like when andy gets on she just kind of wants to wants to run around and like catch fish and butterflies and stuff yeah yeah um but i have so i mean just to bring up that whole thing we talked about it a couple weeks ago doesn't really impact any of us because we're i mean you're alone and friendless over there so um but like erica and i both have our own switch yeah um but i have seen a lot of people online kind of just unhappy with how that's working because it's basically limiting the second person or third or fourth or fifth or whatever from having any progression whatsoever. So only the person that starts the island can name the island, can progress like any of the stuff to like get the pole, get the ladder and stuff. The other people have to just basically go buy the recipes when they're available or the first person has to make them the tools they need. Yeah, which that's the issue right now is if um, Jensen has been wanting to play if she goes to play, I have to make her the vaulting pole so that she can get to uh, Nook's shop because I can't set up a second bridge. And that's all I want right now is a set up fucking infrastructure. But would she be playing on your Switch? She would be. They uh, no longer have a Switch, so oh, she'd be I playing didn't know on that. mine. Yeah. So, like, I've been actually pushing her to play if she wanted to. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to set her up with, like, her, her vaulting pole and whatnot because of where I put the shop or she'd have to make it. I'd have to give her the recipe or she'd have to make it, which wouldn't be a big deal. But honestly, after, after about two days, like, yeah, it sucks that no one else can do progression, but there's not really a lot of additional progression come from it until you can set up infrastructure, which I think anyone would be able to do. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. I mean, I know so far, like, um, I'm trying to remember who, who did it. Um, I went to somebody's island and bought the vaulting pole before it unlocked for me. Yeah. Um. So, and then Rob came to my island and just, he made me a ladder and gave it to me. Yeah. Before before I had the ladder unlocked. Yeah. I, I That would have been nice to have that stuff because then I would have been able to play a little bit more. But at the same time, like, I was wait like, well, no. Once the those came became available for me my second day of play, I believe. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, I got the vaulting pole, like, I think the day after uh, I bought it from the shop. 
Like I was yeah. on somebody's island. They had the recipe, the DIY recipe in their shop. I'm like, oh, I don't know when I'm actually going to get this. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. And then it was like the next day Blathers came and he's like, here's the fucking pole. Yeah. My, my problem was um, the shovel. I had the recipe for the uh, metal shovel before I had the recipe for the shovel itself. Oh, that's funny. But that's because I like I was a somehow was able to progress the shop before Blathers even showed up. Oh, or so, I don't remember. Well, so or you, you may have gone to somebody's island. You could buy recipes, and so like if I was at somebody else's island who had the test your DIY like the second set of DIY stuff. Yeah, before it unlocked for me, so I had that whole set of things before it was technically available for me which is actually pretty cool the, yeah like i will give nintendo credit like as broken and stupid as all of their online stuff is the animal crossing stuff at least works yeah the um like the only downside is if you don't know people's islands you have no idea what island you're going to yeah like like when you when you bring it up um like if i go over and i say i just want to find an island online it's like hey such and such island is available and i'm like I don't fucking know whose island that is. Let's go I, find out. I don't know if I've been on when there's multiple people playing with islands open yet. But anytime I've... I think it gives you the option if there's multiple islands open. I'm not sure. It does give you an option, but I don't know if it tells you whose islands they are. If it just says island one, island two. Like the, the island names. It, it might just say the island. I can't remember. Because um, like... So I named my island Konoha from Naruto. Yeah. And the first day we were playing that I, like, opened up the gates, um, one of Erica's co-workers friended both of us on Switch back when Pokemon came out, because her and her boyfriend play it. Yeah. Um, and they, they both got Animal Crossing, too. And she was online when I tried to go to somebody's island. Her island is named the same as I was really confused. The only difference is the K wasn't capitalized for her, but I capitalized huh. it. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I don't know who would have done this. Maybe this is Richie. Um. So Come I went to the. Now. You really thought it was me? So I didn't know. I, a, I forgot that I was friends with this person because it was just for, um, for Pokemon, and it was like four months ago. It was back in like November, December. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know them at all, so I don't know kind of what they're into. Yeah. Um, like Erica has told me that like that like both of these people are into like anime and all that stuff, like we are. But you know. You're the only person on my friends list that I knew liked Naruto. So it was like, well, if you couldn't think of anything and his whole island had trees like mine did, maybe <laughs> he named it this. Because that's why I named it. It looks like it could be there. There's a mountain in the back of my island and there's trees fucking everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's everybody's island. There's a mountain in the back and trees everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, probably. I, I have been on uh, one of my friend's islands. Um, she's in the chat group that I that I made. Her island layout is really cool. Like I, I like I have the like set of mountains just in the back. Her mountains is like a U shape around it. Oh, that is pretty cool. And I was like, this is fantastic. And like her starting area had a lot of like good space, and it wasn't super congested. I was like, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. So not that I want to cut Animal Crossing short, but mm. we're like 50 minutes in. And still on Animal Crossing. And there's some other stuff to talk about. Because Animal Crossing is a great game. And everyone who has a Switch should go get it if you don't already. Yeah, Especially since, I mean, it's the best way to go outside right now. Yeah, like, honestly, <laughs> so, I, I mean, one more little tangent. On Sunday, Sunday morning. So it was, like, Sunday late morning, early afternoon. Um, I think we started around 11, maybe finished up around 1. We yeah. were playing, and 
Papa and Jess were also playing. So we got on a um, a Facebook uh, phone call with them. Yeah. And literally sat there like Erica's phone on speakerphone. And I guess I don't know whether it was Matt or Jess that was on speakerphone on, on their side. And we all just kind of congregated on an island and just kind of like ran around doing stuff, talking. It was it was super cool. Yeah. Like, and those are our friends that live in fucking Japan. Yeah. Like, we don't get to see them on a regular basis. And it and like you just said, like, we're in this period where we're not really supposed to be around people. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like almost like a it's it's like a way to just hang out with your friends, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's a time now to try to be as innovative as you can to hang out with your friends. You can't really legitimately hang out with them. And this is a game that really helps. Yeah, because you can have it. You can do like a Discord voice chat. You could have a Facebook group chat. Yeah. You, I mean, you can chat in the game, but it's not the best. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those. You know, it's not like us playing like like you and Drew were playing like Apex, and um, I think you guys just played Apex together, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. You played um Warzone separately. Yeah. But like you know, you guys playing Apex together, like yeah, you might be on voice chat and talking to each other, but you're also like very much like focused on the game yeah if you're talking you're probably talking about like oh hey man there's a thing over here let's go over there yeah yeah you're not just kind of like shooting the shit and hanging out while you're you know pulling weeds or yeah exactly like it's a very good just kind of like chill like talk to your friends while you're also playing a game sort of yeah um Um, so yeah let's move forward to, to some really stupid news yeah so I don't know how much of this you were following over the past week. I've actually been been reading a lot of it. So GameStop is officially closing or has officially closed doors to customers. They're now offering curbside pickup for digital purchases. So like if you do like pick up in store purchases on the website, you drive to the store, they bring it out to you. I like the fact that like I'm not entirely against it, but I find it ridiculous that they're trying to say that they're a central person. Yeah, so Prior to this, they act like it was widely talked about. Um, they were trying to actually get declared as an essential business because they sell things like keyboards and webcams, which I've actually never seen a keyboard in a GameStop. I don't go into them very often anymore. And I'm sure maybe there's some somewhere that sell that stuff. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but so they were tr- like at kind of the peak of people trying to figure out what the fuck they were going to do. They were basically forcing their their employees to still work, still expecting people to come into the store. And apparently, I don't know how true this is, but I've I've seen it sourced from a lot of different places. It's not just like a random Reddit. Um, a memo was sent from corporate to stores that they were supposed to give to law enforcement if they tried to shut the store down, saying that they were an essential business and should be left open. Yeah. Um, but so now that they have backpedaled on that. And they are closed to people coming in, which that's fine. Like Tiki Tiki, the board game place near us. Yeah. They are open. They are selling their games on eBay and they bought lockers like like high school lockers with padlocks on them. And they're basically if somebody buys a game, they are then messaging them the combination and the locker number. And then they can come in, pick their game up from the, the lockers outside of the store and leave. Yeah. And that like business practices like this, like. I don't. Bl- I I'm all for GameStop having their employees work as long as they're making sure it's safe and comfortable. Exactly. Because otherwise, you can get situations such as where I'm in that I I I I am not retail and I am not an essential business. And my company just had mass layoffs. I would much rather, if I were running a business, keep people employed than lay them off. 
Yes. So if this is a way for them to keep their people employed, great and more power to them, but do it right. Yeah, and a lot of places are running into this issue now where, you know, was your place, I I know your place you've talked about before is just, they're having their own issues outside of this. Yeah. Um, But like, I know I've heard a lot of places, especially like I'm in IT, like I deal with a lot of different businesses that are basically furloughing people. Yeah. Um. So, like, I know of a few places that aren't my direct clients or anything that are base have basically furloughed their entire staff, ex- like down to like the bare minimum, because they they literally don't have work for them to do because and, their work requires interfacing with the public and they can't right now. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of how my company is. It's that like they're they've I think it's technically furloughing, but they're not still paying medical benefits, so it is straight up layoffs. But they're letting them know like. If things pick up, we will call you back. Yeah, but this at least, I mean, A, it's, it, it sucks no matter what, but it at least yeah. gives those people the chance to collect unemployment Yeah, rather than possibly just not get a paycheck if the company doesn't have the money to pay them. Exactly. Um, so, like, at least GameStop is relatively doing something right by being, like, instead of cutting people's hours and killing things more, it's like, look, well, we want to keep paying you. We want to keep making money as well. Yeah, they don't want to keep... They don't care about their employees. Yeah, no, they they want to keep making money. How can they do this? And so, like, I'm not against it, like I said, as long as they're safe and have good practice. Yeah, so I I don't know how true this is, but there was another kind of Reddit thing going around that it's possible that um, the state of Pennsylvania pulled their business license after their bullshit last week. Hmm. Um, Again, I don't know if that's true or not. That could just be totally false. Um, But the... so. Just to go back to the way this works is you can go into like you can go onto GameStop's website, do like a store pickup purchase. As long as you pick pick up or as I'm sorry, as long as you pay in full online, they will bring it out to your car. Yeah. Um, if you have like a say you pre-ordered Doom or Animal Crossing physical, but you only put like the five dollars down, you can't go in now and pay off that game. Yeah. Like that's that which sucks. Yeah. Um but so there's also a little bit of other stuff that went around with this. So corp like GameStop corporate came out saying that, and this is all from IGN. So IGN kind of had like all these quotes and stuff um, from like the, the different sides between the, the employees and corporate. Yeah. So cor- corporate is saying if employees feel sick or uncomfortable working, they are allowed to stay home. They're not going to get disciplined for it. Yeah. Oh, Ben came to visit. Oh, um, hi, Ben. Um, that's my second dog. Yeah. He, he, he's a good boy. Um, corporate is also saying that they will pay all U.S. employees whose hours have been eliminated for an additional two weeks at their regular pay rate based on the average hours worked over the last 10 weeks. Which, that's pretty sweet. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's something for yeah. people that are basically going to be out of work after those two weeks. Um, and then they're also saying that they will reimburse all benefits-eligible employees their portion of the benefits expenses, which that's also great. Yeah. But employees are um, so an uh, an anonymous employee said, "Oh, now Kaylee came up to visit." Um, an anonymous employee wrote into IGN to, and and basically told them that GameStop Corporate is putting its employees at risk of COVID nineteen. They aren't closing stores and they aren't offering paid time off. They are still pushing their employees to advertise events at their stores and will draw crowds of people. That will draw crowds of. Um, an employee at a city store where all non-essential businesses are closed wrote to IGN with the following also. Um, we are not getting cleaning supplies, but GameStop is still telling its guests we are getting them and cleaning high traffic surfaces. I 
I don't know where to fully believe that. So at, honestly, having worked at GameStop, I actually believe. That. Yeah. Like they never cleaned up the shop, never had cleaning supplies, like never wiped down the countertops and stuff. We only cleaned we only cleaned the store if something got spilled. Like the store got vacuumed. Yeah regularly but like the registers didn't get wiped down the counters didn't get wiped down like they're not sending special cleaning supplies to these stores for that but gamestop's a bad company i mean look i i'm not disagreeing with you there i don't go to gamestop i don't shop at gamestop the only reason i've ever bought anything at gamestop over the past four months is because i had gamestop gift cards and what did i do i used those gamestop gift cards to get gift cards for playstation or nintendo switch and bought my new games from PlayStation Online. That's how I got yeah. Animal Crossing. I had a twenty-five dollar um, Think Geek gift card that I put towards a twenty dollar and ten dollar Nintendo Switch Online gift card and bought Animal Crossing with that money. Yeah, which is yeah. Why not? Like, like rather than like, I went to GameStop a few weeks ago and they had a bunch of Starlink stuff that I bought because it was like in total maybe fifteen dollars worth of stuff. They're they're trying to get rid of that stuff. And it's really cheap right now. But like I don't I don't I don't like the company. It's kind of a shitty company. Um hopefully Reggie uh can save it and make it better. But I also am gonna throw it out there that it shouldn't be corporate who's in charge of purchasing cleaning supplies. It should be the manager or store runner who's in charge of purchasing the office supplies to get the cleaning supplies and therefore that's not how that works whoever gets corporate corporate sends all of those supplies to the stores but stores are not given like a petty cash box to go buy things at the store like they can't expense things everything gets sent to them from corporate in like a store supply box basically there's there's no like management that like or there's no like system where matt like the manager would order and this is i'm just throwing it out so, there like say say you guys needed and you i know you don't need paper but say you needed a pallet of paper like corporate would send you guys the paper your manager wouldn't order the paper from um uh wb mason like yeah like there unless they have drastically changed which is possible i haven't worked there in like a decade um the way it used to work was like a manager like the store manager could go in and be like we need like boxes of bags we need cleaning supplies we need this we need that but like you weren't guaranteed to get them you weren't ordering them directly from like wbb mason or staples it was going to corporate and corporate was determining whether or not you got those items based on like what they thought you needed and that's 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 retail well i mean i'm based i i worked in food service where like we were also uh um uh franchise and not a corporate so things were run a little bit yeah. different as well. Corporate where, retail like, is very different. We, when we ran out of receipt paper, we had to order our own receipt paper. We didn't get it sent to you know, any that... office supplies we needed. Like if we needed pens, we went to TD Bank and stole them from TD Bank. Because, <laughs> I mean, they were free and yeah. we banked at TD Bank anyway. Um, yeah, no, that's so every retail. I have worked at a lot of different retail jobs. All store supplies come in with like your regular truck shipment, essentially, where when so... That stuff is 99% automated. Like, managers don't get to go in and, like, order supplies for the store. Um, or I should I should rephrase that. Managers and stuff don't go in and order, like, product for the store. It's all, like, automated out of inventory. So, like, mm-hmm. if the inventory thinks that you don't have any of something, it will send you stuff, which is why you have to always be careful that your inventory... Yeah. 
um, there's usually like a system in place for you to go in and be like, we need receipt paper. We need, you know, uniform shirts, like the odds and ends around the office, but you're not guaranteed to get them. And you're just going to get them when you get your normal truck. So if you're, if you run out of something, you're just shit out of luck until your truck gets there. And hopefully it's on them. Well then, yeah, that's just poor business practice. Um, I mean, that's corporate provide, retail everywhere. Like, like, I know there's a bathroom back there. Do they not provide toilet paper and stuff? Uh, no, like, we got toilet paper. To be fair, though, I never used the bathroom there because it was gross. Because no one and, ever cleaned it. Well, no, so it's not that it was gross that it was dirty. Um, It was gross for other reasons that I will tell you all fair. And, oh. Yeah. I think I know. Um, But, <laughs> yeah, uh, as long as, like, like I said, I don't know how much to believe with this uh, not getting cleaning supplies, but if it's true... That's bullshit. At the same time, if they're not letting new employees in at this point, or not employees, new customers in at this point, and they're staggering pickups and shit like that, it should hopefully help stop the spread. Um, as long as they keep employees, as long as they keep paying people, I'm for this as long as they're safe. But if they're not being safe, I'm not for it. Yeah, and I just, I don't see GameStop yeah. being safe. Yeah. Like, that's, a, like, they're just, they're, they're a bad company, which is why they are probably not going to exist too terribly much longer. Yeah, uh, Reggie probably won't be able to. No. <laughs> um, moving away from GameStop, though, you yeah. started watching the first season of Altered Carbon. Yeah, I had never seen it before. I'd been wanting to watch it ever since it came out. Had no idea really what it was about, except for clones, maybe. Well, it's um, not, they're not clones, right? Like they're they're like people get implanted into new bodies as they need them. So what it is, the um, basis of the story is there's uh, I can't remember the name of the disc, but there's these discs that when you're born, you get implanted with that disc stays with you for the rest of your life. And it has all your memories, personality and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And it keeps everything's connected to your body. When you die, that disc gets taken out and could be implanted into somebody else. So one okay. inst- one thing they show first episode, so it's not a spoiler. One thing they show is um, the main character is waking up in this in his new body, and there's somebody sitting next to him who's an old lady, and he offers a cigarette to, and she like gets all grossed out. It's like ew, no. A few moments later, you hear her run into two like middle aged people. It's like mommy, daddy. It was a five year old girl in this old lady's body. Because the five-year-old girl was killed in a hit-and-run accident. And the state just gives you whatever they have. At that. Oh. If you if you don't have the money to get the body you want, and cloning is really expensive. If you don't have the body to get the, the money to get the body or a body similar to what you want, the state gives you whatever you want in accidents like that. Or whatever they have. Yeah. And this old lady's body was sitting there. And they gave it to her. So it, it's it's interesting because like, like it's it's kind of a new... A, a, different take on the sci-fi i know and like i the ideas of jumping bodies the main character is what's known as an envoy where he somehow in his past had the ability to just jump into any of these discs and become that person jump it the the people like are quantum are, leaping basically and it's like he's jumping into they're they're they call it like the bodies sleeves because like it's a sleeve for the the person and so he was he had the ability him and his group of people had the ability to jump into any sleeve so like they were at war with normal society and they would just jump into a sleeve of a battalion and just kill them all and then jump out stuff like that okay uh, um 
it's I think it's really really interesting. It's it's fairly gritty and dark, but it's got like really cool ideas. Yeah, that seems and, pretty cool. And I think the acting is really good. Um, I, I, the last episode I watched took place during uh, Day of the Dead, Day of De los Muertos. And one of the main characters, uh, or one of the side characters, she's Hispanic, and her grandmom passed away. One of the rules in the world, uh, part of the church, you can get coding put inside your disc to where you could never be brought out into somebody else's, but you could always get rid of that coding before you die. Okay. Well, this, the woman's grandmother had passed away a few years back, and she had disavowed that coding, so she's able to be brought back. And so every day of the dead, this woman gets a random sleeve because the woman's a police officer gets a random sleeve of a criminal and puts her grandmother in it. So it's, it it shows scenes of the grandmother in this tatted buff, like menacing looking bad guy acting all funny and silly and like grandmoms do. And at one point she goes to go to the bathroom and she yells out to the great grandchildren. She's like, I'm peeing standing up kids. (laughs) It's just like, Oh geez. It's some silly (laughs) things like that, but also like, the main story and what it, what it, what's going on in it is fascinating. Like, I'm interested to see what they do with season two because I know that uh, Anthony Mackie plays the main character, but I don't know if it's the same main character. I believe it's actually the same character. Uh, um, be- because, like you were saying, like this show is about people just kind of taking over different bodies. Yeah. Um, so from what I know, he is. It's the same character. It's just Anthony Mackie instead of whoever's yeah. playing him now. And, and- uh, Apparently, wonder, it's tonally very different. Which I wouldn't be surprised. Like this, the tone for this one is more noiry. They're the main character is essentially trying to solve a murder of somebody. And okay, like the first ten minutes of the first episode take place like three hundred years prior to the actual current stuff. So, like, then season two might be another two hundred years later, and it's a different thing that he's going through. Yeah, which is just really cool. Yeah, that, um, it, that does actually sound pretty interesting. That's a show that I have wanted to watch, and I just, for whatever reason, kind of keep putting it off. Yeah, like, I was the same way. I really wanted to watch it, but it came out around the same time a lot of other weird sci-fi fantasy stuff came out on uh, Netflix that were just kind of not good. So it kind of pushed me away. Like, there was a movie called Mute that I couldn't even get halfway through, and it just sucked. <laughs> um and that was that was the one that starred Eric from True Blood. Oh, okay. And he was like an it was like it took place in a dystopian future, but he was an Amish guy who got like messed up in the neck and couldn't talk. That's But weird. he was this Amish guy that was a good fighter or something. I don't it made no sense. It sucked and I fell asleep. <laughs> um but this is actually really good. And I've heard a lot of good things about season 1 at least. We'll see what happens with season 2. Yeah. Um so there was a little Star Wars news this past week. Yeah. Um, fan favorite character uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to come to live action for the first time in Mandalorian season two. That's pretty sweet. I, I don't really know much about Ahsoka. I know she was in Clone Wars. Um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I know so, she was Anakin's um uh Padawan. Yep. That that's exactly it. She yeah. she was his Padawan. She was introduced in the 2008 Clone Wars movie. Yeah. Um, and then was part of the um the series okay which i am hearing an echo of myself coming from you i think um I it's weird know. um not a big deal it was just weird i could keep hearing myself 
Um, but yeah, so she was Anakin's Padawan um, in Clone Wars. At some point, she leaves the Jedi Order. Um, she still shows up in later seasons of Clone Wars after that. Not really sure what the circumstances are. Um, and then she is in Rebels, like the series that takes place after Clone Wars. Um, and I don't know how much she is in Rebels because she's not a main character. But I know the the uh, apparently the final part of Rebels takes place after Return of the Jedi. And it's her and another character leaving to go find somebody. Yeah. So Rebels end post-Return of the Jedi, which is where Mandalorian takes place. It's Mandalorian is, what, five years after Jedi? I think um, so, something like that. So it's definitely in the right spot for her to still be active. And she's probably dead by the time of Rise of Skywalker because she was one of the voices that Rey hears. Yeah. Um, but she's going to be played by Rosario Dawson, which is cool because she's a really good actress. Um, and this might actually spin her off into its own series on Disney+. Plus. Which that's is, that's yeah. a rumor, but... Yeah. But it's that, cool. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, I'm only I'm I've been very slow with Clone Wars. I'm like ten ish episodes into the first season, and she's definitely an interesting character. And I really am enjoying the dynamic between her and Anakin. Yeah, because it's just it's one of those things where like hit his relationship with her is making his fall to the dark side look that much harder. I guess. Yeah. Because it's one of those. It's like when you when you only see him through the lens of the movies. It's like oh no, he was always kind of shitty and moody and angry like this makes total sense and while he is still that character in clone wars um he also isn't yeah um and i that it's it's interesting and i'm i'm interested to see what the mandalorian does with that character especially in live action because yeah you know so far that character has only ever been animated yeah it, it, it's gonna be pretty sweet to see um i need to watch clone wars i have access to a disney account i just haven't well, logged into it you still never watch the mandalorian right I, I, I'm like, I got a few episodes in, like five-ish episodes in. It's only like but, six episodes. But but it was like while at a friend's house and while hanging out and talking and stuff too. So it oh. wasn't straight up paying. Like, I, I, it, the last episode I watched was the episode where the people had um, an AT-AT wall or an ATST. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. know which one you're talking about. So, like, I know basically what happened and everything that went on to that up till that point. I just need to rewatch it to fully process it because I didn't fully sit there and pay attention to it. Yeah, you I think it was. Saying? I think it was a six or eight episodes, so it's not a very long season. Yeah, and basically every episode until like the last two are mostly standalone. Yeah, like there is obviously the ongoing plot of what the Mandalorian is doing, but it's like the last two episodes are actually. I think, well, it's the first two and the last two are actually continuations of each other. Yeah. Every other one is just a, well, here he is on a new planet this week sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 10 episodes into the Clone Wars and it, it, the first season is not great, but it's entertaining. Yeah. And I hear that the show gets really good. So I'm actually, I want to get further to see it get better. Yeah. It, it started off very like kid-like. And then yeah. I think it got more like serious and story driven as the series went on. Yeah, that's that's the impression I got too. Yeah. Uh, so just moving on to some movie related stuff. Um, we talked about last week a bunch of movies that were being released digitally early because yeah. of like movie theaters shutting down and everything. Um, there's Birds been of a Prey new being one of them. Yeah, Birds of Prey actually came out this week. So did the movie Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. That's based on the the comic. Oh, right. That was in theater for like a week. 
and then it was announced that it was coming to digital. I wanted and, to see that. Yeah, so you can you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Um, as of yesterday of this recording, so on the twenty fourth, Birds of Prey and Bloodshot both came out digitally. Yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is also coming on the thirty first. Yes. So if you didn't get a chance to see that in February, it is now available, or it will it will soon be available. Onward, yeah. the Pixar movie, it was released digital purchase on the twentieth of March, yeah. and will be available to stream on Disney Plus on April third. Is that free stream on April third? Or is yeah, that, like if well, yeah. if you have Disney Plus, you can stream it which, on April third. That was a good movie. So yeah. for them to do like, I understand like the grace period of the thirteen days or so, thirteen fourteen days of like trying to make back some money that they're losing. But good ups on Disney for giving it out for free on April third, which is a month after the movie came out. Yeah, and I mean, like you figure. They're still making money from Disney Plus subscriptions. Yeah. If people subscribe even for a month to watch the movie, that's still $6 they wouldn't have had otherwise because movie theaters are shut down. Yeah. Um. The only kind of, like, downside to this is they're all purchased, not rental, but they're $20 purchase. So... Yeah, and honestly, a lot of the rentals are also $20, and they're only for two days. Yeah. A $20 purchase for... I would pay $20 to own Sonic. Yeah, um, and I mean, it's honestly, at this point, it's if you were to go out to the movie with another person, it's going to be about $20 yeah. to see it, to see the movie. Maybe more, maybe less, depending on like where you're at, what theater you go to, what time of day, whether you yeah. get snacks or whatever. So to, to buy it for 20 bucks and just own it digitally forever, like that's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, for, f- for families like my brother, like they have two kids buying Sonic for 20 bucks is saving them at least $10, $15. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer for me because I really like physical media. Like, I'm yeah. weird like that. Yeah, so I get it. I, I, Sonic, I, I wasn't that, like, excited for um, that I need to have the the physical version of it. Like, yeah. if I just own a digital version of it, it's whatever. Yeah. But, like, Birds of Prey, I own all of the other comic book movies physically. Yeah. That doesn't release on Blu-ray for like another like two months, three months. So it's one of those. It's like, do I pay twenty bucks to get it digitally to see it now, or do I just wait and order the physical copy later? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you already saw it, just wait to get the physical copy. If you haven't seen it and wanted to, you know what? They're at least doing this by releasing it early. Just give them the extra. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be twenty bucks either way. Yeah, and it would. It's one of those things where like I probably like I didn't go see it in the theater, but it. We had just gotten Ben when that came out, and we were kind of being like, we couldn't just leave him because we hadn't gotten to the vet or anything at that point. Yeah. And then by the time we did get like him on medication, so he's okay to leave, like so many other things were happening. Like we saw the My Hero movie. I think there was something else we went to see in the theaters. Like then all of this stuff started happening. So it's just you know the world is a different place than it was a month ago. <laughs> oh, uh, way different. Place. Um, but it's still like I agree. It's it's actually very cool that. And I mean, like, I get it. These these companies are doing it to make money back. They're not doing it as like a sign of good faith. They're just they're trying not to lose money on these movies that yeah. they spent millions of dollars to make. Yeah, but it's like, it's I, still cool that they're available at all this soon yeah. after release. Like, I don't blame them, and it's like I don't blame them for trying to do this. Like my my what I what I do have an issue for is like it was um whoever it was that makes James Bond sitting there like. We're not going to release it until we know it'll do better in theaters. Whereas they're like, you know, why don't we just like so sell it? Like, 
so the thing is, the only movies that are doing this, other than those those um Universal movies that they kind of just released that way, yeah. Um, all of these movies were movies that were already in the theater, yeah. Um, before everything started getting shut down, there's still a bunch of movies that have been delayed until things clear up more. Like Bond was delayed, Fast Nine was delayed, Wonder yeah. Woman was just delayed, but like. Um, like Fast Nine was delayed almost a year. Bond was delayed six months. Like yeah, I mean Wonder Woman's delayed at least until late summer, maybe longer, depending yeah. on how things play out. Because like really, there are so like a movie like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty is going to make hundreds of millions of dollars in the theaters, if not cross the billion dollar line. Like the yeah. first one, the first one was super popular, and I feel like this one is going to do better than that one. It makes sense to not want to release that one straight to digital where they're not going to make a fraction of that money because people are only going to rent it that way once. There are tons of people that will go see it in a theater multiple times. Yeah, true. Because, like, I mean, like, I've gone to see movies in theaters multiple times. Like, Like, some of the Star Wars movies, I went by myself on opening night, and then I went again, you know, that weekend when, like, you and your brother and everyone were going. And then maybe, like, a week or two later, I went with Erica to see it. Like, yeah. I think I saw Endgame two or three times. In- I actually, I actually only saw Endgame once in the theaters. Wow, what a terrible fan! You know what though? I saw, I saw Infinity War twice, and I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw The Force Awakens four times. I, I saw the original Avengers movie six times in theaters. I saw I, it, I saw it three times, technically twice in one day, but I saw it three times, three or four times opening week. Yeah, I saw, I saw the original at least because I know. We went to the midnight out at King of Prussia. Yeah, we did and the it, midnight at King of Prussia, and then I saw it at like five or six that day. I oh, somehow Jesus. was able to get like three tickets at like five or six in the evening that day, and then I think I saw it that Sunday, and then I think I saw it like two months later. So it was like four or five times that I think. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there there are a lot of movies to watch right now. Um, yeah. When you're stuck at home, not doing stuff, and like frankly, like. I, we kind of mentioned it before with Animal Crossing. There are so many ways to do, like, chats with people now. There's... That if, if you want to watch a movie with a friend, like, obviously, like, it would suck because you would both kind of have to buy the movie to do it, like, comfortably. But you can you can set up a Discord server. Like, they're free. You can just make a Discord chat for your for yourselves. Um, you can use Facebook Messenger. You can use Hangouts, like we're using right now. And just, like, sit with, like, your laptop open and just, like, chat with your friends while you watch a movie or whatever there's there's like a website called netflixparty.com where you can like go on um you install it i guess on your app or on something and you can sit there watch a show with your friends all at the same time yeah it basically syncs it across everyone's stuff so that you're all playing at the same time like if one person pauses it pauses for everybody yeah and you can sit there and chat and shoot the shit while you're watching like Things like this are needed right now, and there's yeah. just like so many ways to do it. Um, but yeah, so moving on from from the movies, um, I read a thing last a couple nights ago called "Burn the Witch." Have you heard of this? Uh, no, I have not. So it's it's it was a one shot manga by the creator of Bleach, um, whose name I think is Taite Kubo. I don't know really how to pronounce it. T i t e k u b o. I I say uh, Taite Kubo, but yeah. So I mean, that's not honestly that's not even his real name. That's his pen name. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it's it, it was a one-shot manga he did back in 2018. So okay. it, it was the first thing he did since Bleach ended in what 2014, 15, 16. Yeah. Um and it's so it's it's it follows these two witches who 
protect London from dragons. Dragons are basically like demons that like possess people and then turn into big monsters. Okay. Um, it was it was really weird but cool and interesting. Um, so I I read this because they just released the the one shot on Shonen Jump on the on the app in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announced so kind of jumping around a little bit. They officially announced last week that Bleach is a hundred percent coming back for the final um, thousand year blood war. I am so excited. So I've been wanting to read that, but now I'll just wait to watch it. Yep. So next year, the, the anime is going to come back. I don't know if we'll get like a, a simul dub right away or anything like that, but it's a, the downside is it's Viz, which yeah. Viz, Viz is tough to get their stuff because if it doesn't go on like Funimation, maybe it goes on Crunchyroll. Maybe it goes on Hulu. Yeah. Like, Naruto is is by Viz, and it's very hard to watch the English dub of that. Yeah, past a certain point. Um, yeah, but so yeah, so that's happening. But they also announced that this series, Burn the Witch, is actually going to be serialized in Shonen Jump, including English, like as it's released. Um, and it's going to get an anime film based on this one shot. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it, I'm I'm assuming if the manga does well and the film does well. Once the manga gets kind of a little bit of steam, it'll get some sort of anime series as well. Yeah. Um, it sounds really cool, though, too. Yeah, so the the only downside is the the way it was kind of announced, they called it limited release. And we're n- no one's really sure if it's like a limited like simultaneous release, if, if it's a limited series where it's only going to be so many like chapters. Like We won't really know until it starts being released, which it's going to... St- the, the manga is actually going to start being released this summer. Yeah. And I believe the film is scheduled for like late fall. Okay. So, and like, again, the film is just based on the one shot. Um, so the, do you, do you want to know what the cool part about this manga was? Go for it. It's a bleach spinoff. Really? They are agents of the Western branch of soul society. <laughs> so, okay. The, so like the Shinigami are Japanese, are, are like Japan and Asia. And yep. this is, that's cool. So the dragons are like hollows. They're hollows. Yep. And oh man. Yeah. So so that's probably why they're doing the final arc. Probably. Yeah. But also, so it's also the 20th anniversary of the manga. The manga released yeah, in yeah. 2001. Um. But yeah. So I actually I found that it was a spinoff ahead of time because of like all the news surrounding Bleach and it coming back and everything. But when I read the the one shot, you don't. They don't tell you it's soul society yeah so like they're doing stuff they call it reverse london because they basically go into like a phone booth in london and put like this weird coin in and then they get sucked underground okay um but in the beginning of it they're like trying to repair this broken sign and i think it just says like west or something i i forget exactly how the sign said but it isn't until the very last page where they show that the sign's been completed and it says western branch of soul society that's so cool. So oh it's literally God, like, I am, yeah, I I need to read this and I will have a full evaluation about it next week. I so, love Kubo. I love everything Bleach. Where's my phone? Hang on. I, I can, oh, there it is right in front of me. I believe it is actually free on Shonen Jump. I don't think okay. you need to subscribe. I'm going to see if I can confirm that for you real quick. But like, it, it's very much like, yep, it's it's free. So if you just download the Shonen Jump app and search for Burn the Witch, the the whole one shot is free right now. I'll check it out. And it's longer. I think it was like 60 pages. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, and it's very much that guy's work. Like, it, like the characters feel just like the Bleach characters did in a way. But they're yeah. they're also obviously different characters. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like it, it was, it was fun and I'm actually really excited to see what they do with that series over the summer. Um, and like the cool thing with the Shonen Jump app is if you're reading something as it releases, the newest chapters are usually still free. Yeah. So like, I think it's like the three most recent chapters are always free. So you don't have to subscribe and you can just keep reading the new stuff as it releases weekly or bi-weekly or monthly or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all that stuff's happening. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, definitely read it because I you will probably like it, and I, I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are on it. I will. Uh, remind me this weekend because I'll probably forget. Um, we'll do. And, and I'm like, I I don't want to download everything right now because I won't pay attention to anything else until that's all set up. So no, just that, remind me later. That makes sense. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever read that stuff on your phone, but like the Shonen Jump app actually works surprisingly well on the phone. Like the the image quality is still good. You can still read the words easily. Like it, you don't lose anything being on like the yeah. smaller screen. Okay. So. Um, but now you have been reading a fucking book, apparently. I read a physical book. Wait, so you finished it? No, I'm still reading it. I'm almost done. But I've been reading like an actual, like, hear that? That's wow, a that's, book. Wow, that's a hardcover book. That's and a so, hardcover book. So it's Batman, The Ultimate Evil. Yes, it is. It, um, it's written by Andrew Vox, V-A-C-H-S-F. And so that book's from the mid-90s. Yeah, 95 is when it was published, I believe, or copywritten, 95. Um, it's a novel. Yeah. It's not like a graphic novel. There no, are pictures yeah, in it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, words. It's words and Batman symbols as the chapters. There's no chapter numbers. It's just Batman symbols for each new chapter. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, it is a very dark and gritty take on Batman. So real quick, I just want to throw this out there. I, I made the note of this before you, you get into what it's about. This uh-huh. was your grandmother's book. Yes. Um, my grandmother loved reading before she had her stroke. And so people would always give her books. Um, she had a giant, like you've, you've been to my house, Cobb. You've seen the bookcase. I remember when it was full of books. Like, too. It was full of books. And after she had passed away, I moved in to help my grandfather. I, I always told him like, I want to read this book. Um, and he's like, take it. It's yours. It was your grandmom's. You want to read it. You're doing me a favor. Take it. It's you. So one of the few things I do have for my grandmother and grandfather is this book that I've just been holding off reading until I felt like reading. And you've been well, quarantined. and can't go anywhere anyway. With with nothing uh, open. I was like, you know what? I'll open something. I'll open a damn book. And like, I, I would argue that that book officially makes your grandmother cooler than you are. Oh, my grandmother was the coolest. That's no I never doubt met about it. She was she was the coolest, sweetest old lady in the world. I loved, obviously, I loved her. She was my grandmother. Um, but yeah, so the book itself is a very dark and gritty story. It's not like a dark and gritty take on Batman. It's a dark and gritty story that has to deal with, of all things, child predators and 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 Batman fighting that. And tr- Jesus. Fi- trying to figure out how to combat that. Um, I'm more than halfway through, and one of the things he started saying um, is he's learned that he fights criminals, not crime. He's trying to figure out how to fight crime, especially crime against children. Um, he works with a woman named... Um, what is her name? Let's see if I can find it real quick. It, it, her, the last name is Kane. Um, Deborah Kate Kane. Kane. No, it's not Kate Kane. It's Deborah Kane. No relation. Uh, this woman is albino, and uh, I probably written way too long before Batwoman ever even was thought of. Well, no. Um, there. So the the last name Kane has been in Batman for a long time. 
Okay. So Kate Kane as Batwoman, I think, was like late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. But um, I cannot remember the character's name. But there, there were earlier characters with the last name Kane that had different roles. I think an earlier Batwoman actually may have had the last name Kane, but okay. it wasn't. It wasn't the Kate Kane that we're thinking yeah. of from like the TV show. Um. So he he works with Deborah Kane, who is a child protective services uh, worker in Gotham, and he's he's trying to figure out like how to stop child predators and it's really interesting actually uh there was just a chapter or two about him finding out um and, and i'm assuming you don't mind spoilers this is no no uh, go ahead this is a 25 year old book so I, I feel like that's out of the statute limitations um but he just found out basically that the reason his parents were killed by joe chill is somebody hired him to kill them because his mom was investigating a child child uh, pornography ring that's weird, but okay. Yeah, and like, so his mom was a crime fighter, a secret crime fighter, who was investigating this stuff herself, but wasn't like wearing a mask and anything like that. But like, Alfred had this like thing, and Batman had, or Bruce Wayne had the epiphany, like, I picked up more from my mother than I thought, because my mother was a crime fighter, and I'm a crime fighter, but my mother was fighting crime, and I'm fighting criminals. Uh, there's, as far as I know, no known Batman villains in book. Uh, they have mentioned the middleman. He went to go, he, who is, he's a guy that can get anything or give anything that people need or like set people up with. So he, he's the straight up middleman. Like, yeah, you need, you need, you need narcotics. Well, I know who, who can get you narcotics. I'll give you the name and set you up, but you have to pay me to get this person to pay them, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if the middleman is a, a villain. Um, but there is not really a lot of mention of other villains in this book. It is straight up a story of how he's trying to fight child crime, child predators. And it is really good. Like, when I tell you, like, you know I don't read a lot. I'm actually impressed that you actually know how to read. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, I mean, it's only like 190 or so pages. But, like, I usually try to limit myself to one or one chapter a day because usually chapters are long, whatever. But this pulls me in so fast that I'm generally about 40 pages a night as I'm sitting down reading. And I could do more, but it's like I want to make this last a little bit longer because I have nothing else to do. I don't want to read this book in one sitting, which I thought about doing when I first picked. Which, um, I, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think reviews have given it fairly moderate to, to like, I think like five out of tens. Or whatever. I'm not really sure how to look at book reviews, um, but it, it's really cool. And the way that like they even differentiate between Batman and Bruce, like when he's Batman, he's Batman, and they're referencing him as like Batman said this, Batman, the Batman said this, the Batman said that. Oh, when that's he's walking, cool. When he's walking around as Bruce, they're calling him Bruce. During the chapters where he's learning about his mom, he was sitting in his costume with the mask off, so he was part Bruce part batman and it was like they kept calling him the costumed figure because he wasn't either of his two personas he was something different and in between which i thought that was like a really yeah that's that that is kind of cool like a really cool thing that they did like the batman and bruce wayne are two separate characters and now there's something in between because he's going through some shit yeah yeah that is Um, actually a pretty cool way to do that and just like one other quick side thing that has nothing to do with the book but a thing i find funny Whenever I read lines from Bruce or from Alfred, they tend to have the voice in my head 
of 90s animated Batman to cartoon. Well, that's because Kevin Conroy is the definitive voice of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, it's at least Kevin Conroy's voice in my head for Batman. For Alfred, it just tends to be a generic old British dude. Honestly, Alfred, for me, has always been more of the Alfred from the Tim Burton movies. I Michael I, Goff, I want to say his name was. Yeah, yeah I, I vague. Was he the same Alfred in the Schwarzenegger? Because I know that one wasn't Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah, but so if that was the same the, Alfred. Then yeah, that's I think the voice I think of him when he's talking is that old man voice. Yeah. Just with a British accent. I don't think he was British in those. No, he was. Yeah, was he? Okay. Um but yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's good in my opinion. I know you're a reader. Uh I already told a friend that I'd let them borrow it after I'm done with it, but it's more likely I might see you before them due to social distancing. That if you want to borrow it, you definitely can. I might actually look it up for um, digital because so I read right before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, with the lights off and everything, so it's very hard to read a real book in the dark. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but I definitely might check. So I had actually never heard of this before you had it listed. Yeah. But uh, I am probably going to actually look it up. I'm actually going to look it up on Amazon right now, so I don't forget to do it later. Yeah, it's well, I. I I looked it up on Amazon to see like how much it's worth, to see if it was like worth anything, and it's, it's like a normal twenty dollar book or whatever. I think that's where I saw the reviews for it. I can't remember. So there might be a sequel to it. Really? Yeah. I mean, this. So I just looked it up, and there's Batman: The Ultimate Evil, and then Batman: The Ultimate Evil Book Two. Interesting. I I'm gonna have to look into that. Well, I don't know how this ends, so I don't know if it's a cliffhanger, and that's why it's a sequel or not. So. I will uh, definitely check that out when I'm done with this and might have to read that digitally because Amazon is weeks behind on non-necessary essential. If it even exists digitally. Yeah. It looks like it might not. Hmm. I mean, it's a book from 95, so I'm not really surprised. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, I'll have to do a little more digging to see if it's actually actually something that um, can be purchased digitally. Yeah. But uh, going off on the comics for a second, I was actually, really for, excited for a while <laughs> for a while. I was really excited to see this. New- yeah, so there's going to be a, a new God of War comic called Fallen God that is actually going to fill in the gap between God of War 3 and God of War 2018. I, I'm reading this. I, I will have either you or Eric or whoever goes to comic book shops find <laughs> this for me. Uh, I will pay whatever, not whatever, I will pay comic book price for these because I like after playing the new God of War game, I like that is my main I concern is you want to know how, how he got from did, point A to point B. How did he get from a destroyed Greece and Olympus to Midgard? I don't know a boat. It's not that easy. He jumped realms. Did he? Like he, I technically, yeah. I mean, it's all still Earth. Maybe. No, I mean it's still but, Earth. He just took a boat from Egypt to or from Greece to um to the fucking Netherlands. Maybe I don't know. Like. I feel like they're trying to build it as something different and bigger because they even referenced it in the game. And, and it was like he, he took a long journey. He wasn't supposed to be there. So it made me think like this is a different world than so, the world he was. So I I am of the opinion that it's still the same world. He just traveled a great distance at a time when people weren't traveling like that. Like people weren't going from Greece to like Scandinavia or whatever, wherever like this wherever the 2018 game was set to take place because like it wasn't a reasonable thing to do. And he was of a different pantheon of immortals. So yeah, but the book will let us know how this happened. Yeah. And so um, 
CBR posted about it. So it's going to be set between the events of God of War 3 from 2010 and God of War from 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to follow Kratos as he tries to move on with his life after his triumphant battle against Zeus and Athena. Um, In trying to cope with his new life, however, Kratos finds himself on the verge of madness. So he's basically going crazy as he tries to figure out, like, what to do with himself after he has gotten the revenge he was seeking on the people that, you know, ruined his life. Yeah. Um, It's going to be published by Dark Horse, and the first issue goes on sale in June, probably. We'll get to more on that in a little bit. Um, It's being written by Chris Robertson, and um, the artist is Tony Parker. Um, So they also worked on the last God of War comic, which was set shortly before the 2018 game. Okay. Um, I actually don't know anything about that comic, though, and I didn't really look it up for this. But there's apparently a prequel comic out there that leads into the 2018 game. I I did not know that was a thing. So now I need to look into that one, too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that I agree. Like, that is actually really cool. And I like the lore that they set up with the the new game. So I I am interested to see sort of what's going on there. Yeah. Um, But so this next little bit of comic related news might change that release date. Um, so Diamond Publishing, or not, I'm sorry, they're not publishing. Diamond Distributor is the largest distributor for comic books in the world. Um, basically, if if you go to a comic shop and they have comic books for sale, they probably got sent to them from Diamond. Yeah. Um, so, like, your comic book publishers, your DCs, your Marvels, your Images, all that, they publish the books, they get them printed, the, print, the printed copies all go right to Diamond, and then Diamond, then, and then comic book shops then order from Diamond, and Diamond sends boxes of books to the shops every week. Yeah. Um, they have announced that as of April 1st, they will no longer be accepting new books or sending out new books to stores. They will still send back issues and like um, trade paperbacks as long as they have the stock for them. But that's going to change the comic book industry drastically. And is this due to the virus or is this yep. just... Okay. Um, so, I mean, like shipments and stuff like that are all sorts of out of whack right now so like it was already putting a strain on like how they were getting books how they were sending books um their warehouses are full of people that have to like go through and package these books and everything yeah i mean they're 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 non they're technically non-essential which is unfortunate yeah and so like but this distribution of books is not a an essential thing right now it sucks again it sucks to see people potentially losing their job and losing hours and losing money, but like it makes sense that they're not going to be able to do this. It's a shock that they're waiting till April first to stop. Well, but, so I think well, so that's only next week. So this was the last week that books were getting sent to stores. Yeah, true. And so I, I've actually been trying to find a chance to call Fat Jacks to see like if they're open to like get books in any way, whether it's like curbside pickup or what have you. Yeah. Um. It's just things have been crazy and I haven't had a chance. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably do that like maybe tomorrow or Friday though. Um, Cause I do, I have like a few weeks worth of actually it's, it's like a month. I usually go once a month, but with all this, like I actually haven't been in probably like a month and a half, maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't get that many books anymore. So like I usually go in and I get like 30 ish dollars worth of books. Um, yeah. But uh, like 30 ish dollars once a month. So, you yeah. know, eight or nine books, I guess that ends up being, Um, but yeah, like, I don't know what's going to happen to comic book stores. Like, if they don't have books coming in for people to buy, like, how are they going to actually, like, make money to... Like, comic book yeah. stores are already a, a hard business to have. Yeah. 
Um, like, and ho- hopefully they can get some of these stipends and stuff to try to stay open for when the they 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 open back up. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we don't know what this is going to do to just comic book in- industry in general because there haven't been any words from like the major publishers on are they going to keep publishing books and just publish them digitally? Are they going to put a hold on all books f- until like publishing can kind of resume normally? Yeah. Um. So we just don't know what's going on at the moment. What would be nice, um, and I don't know if they would do this, but what would be nice is if maybe they do release them digitally, but once distribution starts back up, they do those back orders as well. Well, so I let- mean, they would have to. They would have to print all of the books that release for however long this is going on. Yeah. So, like, let's say this lasts for two months, and there are four issues of Spider-Man that release in the months, because that Amazing Spider-Man releases um, bi-monthly, if I remember correctly, so twice a month. Yeah. Um, they would have to release all four of those issues to stores, because, like, I buy Amazing Spider-Man. I don't want a four-issue gap of physical books. Yeah. I want I want to have a consistent collection of those books. Yeah. So Makes sense. But yeah, um, and to go... I have the hiccups, I apologize. Um, let me see if I can get rid of them real quick. Uh, to go along with this... They also announced, they actually announced just before this announced, god damn it, I thought they were gone. They, they announced uh, just before this that Free Comic Book Day is going to be postponed until sometime this summer, which um, it's not quite a shock to me. I don't know if other people are surprised, but that's May 4th? No, May th- It's the first Saturday of May. Okay, it's the first Saturday of May, which, I mean, I'm I'm a little bummed out because I know... I believe Critical Role was going to be one of the free comics for Free Comic Book Day. They're supposed to have something. It's like a one shot with Vox Machina. Okay. Like I was I was going to get that. I'm I'm happy that they're going to just that like in general Free Comic Book Day is just going to be postponed until sometime later this year. Well, because like, do you know how Free Comic Book Day works? Not really. I just know you can get free comics. I just don't know how. So, and I know it's like specific comics. Yeah, so publishers release specific free comic day books. Um, pretty much all the the major publishers do it. Yeah. Um, stores still pay for those books. So, like, not every store will always order every book. They'll kind of order based on what they think their store is going to go through. Yeah. Um, because so I don't know exactly how it works, but I think like they don't get charged up front for them. They get charged for what they have left, maybe. Okay. Like, I could be entirely wrong about that. I've never worked at a comic book store, but I know at some point all of those books have to get paid for. So a lot of times these stores are just kind of eating the cost of the books. Um, but the idea behind them is you're going in, you're getting these free books. You're also looking at other things in the store and making a purchase. Ideally, you're not yeah. just going in, grabbing like one of every free book and then running out the door. Most people. Exactly. Um, but so there was talk you know, two or three weeks ago before everything kind of got worse that they were going to, rather than make it just a single day, they were going to spread it out across like the whole month. So yeah. that, like the new books would be available for a month and then stores would also have the ability to return the books and not get charged for them. Yeah. Um, obviously with how everything turned, they've decided to just postpone it entirely, which is definitely the right move because this yeah. way they can, they can just do it as normal, maybe in like August or something. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, like I am as somebody that reads a lot of comics and I don't buy as many physical, but I do buy a lot of digital books. Um, 
I am interested to see kind of how this goes, what it does, and you know, hopefully everything kind of, like DC and Marvel and Image are going to be fine. Like they're big companies, they can release their books digitally and probably still make enough back on them that it's not going to like cripple them as a company. Yeah, but it's it's gonna hurt hurt the creators. Like I'm yeah. sure we're we're probably going to see a lot of books get canceled. Um, and who knows what it's going to do to the stores? Yeah, like. I hopefully like the comic book stores can come back, can figure out some way to stay open. Um, who knows? But it, like everything's falling apart right now. Yep. So we'll, hope hopefully things can get back to normal soon. I, I mean, it's well not soon, but eventually. But for now, a lot of stuff is in limbo, and it does suck. Yeah, you are not wrong. Yeah. I- I apparently lost my Dropbox folder on my laptop, and that's weird, and I don't know where it went. That's weird. Oh, it got pinned to the top of the list somehow. Okay. Sorry, I was I was looking at my computer to see if this file was already downloading or not, and it just got very, very weird. No problem. Um, But yeah, I think that is probably the episode. Yeah, it sounds like the episode. We, we went on quite long with Animal Crossing. We did. And there was... Some- there was surprisingly a lot more news than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, just there's kind of a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, it's not always a lot of good stuff, but definitely a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the meantime, we will certainly be back next week with some other stuff to talk about in some way, shape, or form. Um, hopefully, Richie will read that Burn the Witch issue, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit more. Um, in the meantime, if you want to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us over at one eh, by supporting us over at patreon.com/onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, you can always support us by going to your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's called now, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com/onequestvideo. Uh, we have social media. Social media is facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us emails also to social at one-quest.com. And yeah, that'll probably do it for this episode. We'll be back next week with some more stuff to talk about. Uh, until then, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.